standing up in McKinney. This is According to Catalyst. We're coming to you on Thursday, January the 5th. This is episode 326, and we're going to have a little fun today. We're going to talk about a couple of different theories on a Thursday. So, I'm going to rattle off the top three that came to mind today, and uh, we'll see where they take us. All right, number one, Congress and the Speaker. Number two, Congress and the Investigations, a.k.a. What is the deep state going to do next? And number three, what's going on in the Texas House? Okay, let us go. And before we jump in, let me remind you that this is a labor of love. But you can help me out immensely if you will subscribe, like, share, comment, and put it on your social media. Tell your friends. Tell your family, I uh, I try and focus almost entirely on what's going on in McKinney, Texas, what's going on in Collin County, Texas, and most of all, what's going on in Texas. But that doesn't mean that the very things that I speak of here and now aren't applicable to you whenever you're listening to me. So I encourage you, subscribe, join me on the uh, quest to reclaim our country. All right, so theory number one, the Congress and the speakership. So by now, and and I got to be honest, I have paid very little attention to this because quite frankly, it's not going to make a huge difference in my life who the Speaker of the House is other than it's not Nancy Pelosi. Ideally, I would want the most rock-ribbed good, strong, liberty-loving conservative out there as the Speaker of the House. But we all know that's not going to happen. So we've been told we need to settle for Kevin McCarthy. I mean, even the Donald has weighed in that we need to have Kevin McCarthy. And I will tell you that I find it extremely troubling that everybody wants us to settle on Kevin McCarthy. Now, I don't necessarily think Kevin McCarthy is a bad guy in above himself. I don't necessarily think he's evil or even stupid. But what I do think is he's compromised. What I do think is he's more concerned about what the Chinese Communist Party wants him to do than what the American people want him to do. I think he's more concerned about maintaining power. I think he's more concerned about lining his pockets than what the American people want him to do or need him to do. Now, those are some pretty hefty accusations, but this is, according to Callis, it is based on my opinion, and that's just what I think. I mean, there's anecdotal evidence to suggest I'm right, but no, I can't prove anything, nor am I going to bother to try, because it doesn't matter. So let's look at what's unfolding. The Republicans in 2022 took a majority of the House, notwithstanding all the other issues of the 2022 election that occurred because they never fixed the issues after the 2020 election. And 
let's face it, at the federal level, they were never, ever going to fix it because we lost the race. And the system has now been adjusted and ringed enough that a good conservative will probably never, ever be president again, even if they do run as a Republican. Be that as it may, what's unfolding in D.C.? So I have a theory, as you might have gathered by now, and it's a two-part theory. It's an either-or. So the first side of the coin is, this is all a show. This is all being set up to show us how those 20 people that we sent to Congress that are standing firm and supporting somebody that is not Kevin McCarthy have our backs and they're going to make a difference this time. And it's only when they have no other choice that they'll have to give in and settle for potentially Kevin McCarthy. That, so that's option number one, to, to create the good show, to reel us all in and make all the good conservatives out there, all the liberty lovers out there, get back onto the Republican plantation. You belong with us, and yes, we're not going to do much to help you. We're not going to do much to fix America, but we're the other choice, the only other choice you have. So that, that's option number one. Option number two. These 20 guys or ladies, um, one of which happens to be my own brand new congressman out of Collin County and uh, for that matter, Hunt County, uh, Congressional District 3, uh, Congressman Self, they're laying it out on the line. They're doing what they think is best. They're following the lead of their constituents and they're holding out for a better option. And they believe that it's going to make a difference and they're willing to risk risk their futures, risk their influence based on the principle and doing the right thing. I would like to believe that's the case. I, I would like to believe all these Congress people that have thrown down and not just gone along to get along. I, I would like to believe their hearts are in the right place and they really care about these things. We saw this before in the Tea Party Revolution, you know, almost 20 years ago now. And it was only a matter of time before those people were co-opted or run off. So even if this is true, and these people are our fighters, they're, they're what we've been asking for for over a decade. I fear that they're going to be sold out. I fear that... Um, the Republican establishment is going to do what they always do, cut and run. That they're going to sell us out to the right of center so that they can maintain their power. And they're going to blame it on us. They're going to blame it on the grassroots. They're going to blame it on the, those crazy right-wingers. They're, they're going to put it all on us. And they're going to try and sell it as... You guys got an even worse deal because you didn't just snap two when Kevin McCarthy said so. Now, either way, the end result is we get stuck with a subpar, in my opinion, subpar Speaker of the House. Now, I'm going to tell you right off, any Speaker of the House is better than Nancy Pelosi. But that doesn't mean that we have to immediately settle. And quite frankly, I'm disappointed 
at some of the grassroots people here in my own congressional district that are poo-pooing this and are saying that it's meaningless, it's pointless, and Keith, you just need to go along to get along, and none of this matters, and it's a foregone conclusion, and you shouldn't hold out for anything better, and why are you wasting time, and it's so important. Boo freaking who? If we aren't going to man up now, when? If we're not going to fight when we have a chance to increase the the outcome, when? If we're not going to put forth any effort ever, then why even run for office in the first place? Why even get involved in the grassroots? Why even care one iota what happens if you're just going to cave in at the first sign that somebody doesn't like what you're going to do? I had to think about how I want to say that. Sorry. Uh, now, I know some of these people, and, and I, I think I know where their heart's at. I think they want to just move on, and they want to take the best deal that they can get. But I really have a problem with that, and that's going to that's gonna come out when I get on to theory number three. Okay? So, all I have to say is, we routinely get stuck with mediocre representatives. And the fact that we actually had 20 of our people say, we can do better. We want to do better. We're going to hold this whole organization up until we can get better. Now, they may lose. They may be punished for causing this. But that's the risk they took. They knew that. I applaud them for it. Win, lose, or draw. I applaud them for having the intestinal fortitude to stand up and do what they thought was the right thing. If indeed this... The second theory is correct. If the first theory is correct, well, my friends, the time for politics would be over. The time for hopium would be over. The time for really ever trying to make a difference at the national level would long since be over. And we would just basically accept our fate. So I'm inclined to think that option one is what's really going on. But I'm hopeful and I'm desirous that option number two is in fact what's going on. And we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I'm, I'm putting this out. It'll come out about uh, four o'clock on Thursday. And who knows, by Thursday afternoon, they may have this figured out. It's, you know, a little less than 24 hours beforehand. And to my knowledge, no deal has been cut. And Mr. McCarthy is still not the Speaker of the House. Okay, theory number two has to do with Congress and the investigations, or if you prefer, how the deep state controls Congress. Let me explain. Congress really never, ever investigates themselves. And when they do, there's never any punishment. There's never any repercussions for the things that they've done. Oh, they might make a slap on the hand or publicize how sorry they are, but these people never, ever have a consequence. People go to Congress. Most of them are moderately well off, but then when they leave, whether it's in two, four, or 40 years, they're multimillionaires. Nobody questions how that happens. And, and I got to be honest with you. If they're not hurting anybody else and they 
did a little something, something on the side. I'm not willing to necessarily lose sleep over it. It's wrong. It's illegal. It should be punished. Oh, wait, that's right. Congress writes all the laws, so they're exempted. So it's unethical. It's unbecoming. But at the end of the day, I think we all know and understand that's what goes on, right? These people that write the law are actually above the law. These people that interpret the law ignore the law. These people that are charged with executing the law only execute us, we the people. They never, ever hold one another accountable. If you want evidence to that fact, just look no further than the fact that Hillary Clinton is still wandering around a free lady. Or while you're at it, if you, if you prefer the other side of the aisle or the other side of the equation, George W. Bush is wandering around a free man. So, the question is, how does this happen? So let me give you a little comparison and contrast. We have political prisoners. You would know them as the January 6th rioters. They have sold the narrative that this is the worst thing that ever happened. Worse than Pearl Harbor. Nobody died. Nobody's of the leading or of the establishment class suffered any real injury. There were four deaths that we're aware of, one of which was a cop who died for something unrelated to what actually occurred, but that's not what we've been told. There were at least two to three murders committed by federal authorities, and nobody's been held responsible for that except for the people that quote-unquote rioted and quote-unquote broke into the Capitol building. They're the ones being held accountable. They're being held without bail. They're being held in solitary confinement. They're being held without being able to see their attorneys. And then if you question it, if you you look into it, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a fraud. I mean, they call you a bunch of names because there's no defense for what they're doing. In fact, it's been compared to the notion that the people in Guantanamo Bay when they weren't actively being tortured, were treated better and with more respect than these guys are. And they're actively collecting more people and investigating more people every day. The Capitol Police are operating outside the Capitol. How's that happen? The FBI and the other alphabet soup agencies are going after people that did nothing And they're tracking them down and they're finding it because this is a grand crisis to national security. We're all going to die because these people were upset that a fraudulent election took place and nobody in Congress did anything about it. Well, I'm sorry. Bolsonaro apparently wasn't willing to cross the Rubicon either. So it's really hard to be upset that the Donald wasn't willing to do it. But when you don't clean house and you don't fix the problems when you take office and you leave those people there, what do you expect? I mean, even Bolsonaro couldn't get the military to come on his side. Trump was just lost from the first month in. He trusted the wrong people. He brought all the wrong people on board and they destroyed him from the inside and he didn't know what was happening. And the idea that he's going to run again, one only hopes he learned his lesson. But the man's driven on the notion that you have to be loyal to people that have screwed you over. I just think that's silly myself. But what do I know? I'm just a little dude in 
McKinney, Texas. So the alphabet soup agencies at behest of other individuals can go and track down and find all these people across the entire nation. However, we've got a guy from California that's a congressman that's having an active affair with a Chinese spy and nobody did anything about it. Nobody cared. I'm sorry. We executed people for that in the past. We There was a legitimate punishment for being a traitor. Instead, I've got a local state rep that calls me a seditious traitor because I think Texas is a viable opportunity for Texas to have their own independence and not be trampled. But we've got a guy that's actually doing the deed and nobody says anything about it. We've got people that made fun of Nancy before she left and the same individual defended and said, oh, well, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't make fun of Nancy. Well, if we can't lampoon these morons, these guys that are destroying our country, and we can't do anything beyond making fun of them, at the very least, could we have our team say, instead of, hey, that's pretty funny. Yeah, she was terrible. I'm glad she's gone. No, no. They're more interested in kissing butt. So we've got that example out of California. And then in our very own backyard... Former Congressman Van Taylor, the sweetheart, the darling of conservatives. I mean, look, I I like the guy too. I was happy to vote for him both times. He was awesome when he was in the Texas House. He was awesome when he was in the Texas Senate. He goes off off to Congress and picks up an ISIS bride to play footsie with him. And yes, I'm being rated G. And nobody knew anything about this. How did this happen? Do you really believe that? I mean, really, how many of our other Congress people are out there? They're playing footsies with the enemy. How many senators are out there that have sold out our country repeatedly? How many former presidents are out there that have (laughs) destroyed our country from the position of power that they were granted? And yet they're walking around like free men And you're afraid to say the wrong thing or you might be canceled. You're afraid to go and do something the wrong time. You might be arrested. You're afraid to go protest at the wrong time in the wrong place because your life would be ruined. How is that right? Now, I once was corrected that equal justice was a misnomer because justice denotes the fact that it's equal or it's equal in application. Well, what I would say to you is in the bastardized system that we live in now, it's necessary to use the idea of equal justice. Unfortunately, like every other term, that's been co-opted by the left, by the progressives. They want equality justice or equity justice at this point, but we don't deal with that either. Instead, we're left with people that are selling us out in positions of power because the deep state wants them there because they're co-opted. They own them. They'll make them do what they want done. Is it any matter to any of us that the National Defense Authorization Act gets passed without any comment every two years? They're approving surveillance on all of us. They're approving intrusiveness of a scale never before seen. The Nazi Gestapo would have loved to have these tools. The NKVD 
or the KGB would have loved to have these tools. The Stasi would have loved to have these tools. Every totalitarian leader in history would have loved to have the very tools that we, the so-called freest country of the world, have given to our alphabet soup agencies to corral and punish and hold us under the boot. But our leaders, nobody knew anything about that. And the the interesting thing about all of this is, even though Van Taylor was a rock star, and he goes to D.C. and sells out his country, a double traitor, he broke his oath to his wife and he broke his oath to his country, he almost won re-election. And if it wasn't for the fact that somebody finally made this a public allegation, a public offense that he had not only cheated on his wife, he had sold out his country. And I know maybe saying sold out his country isn't a step too far, but when you're giving aid and comfort to your enemy, is that not what it is? I mean, Jane Fonda got away with it. Why wouldn't Van Taylor, a congressman, get away with it, right? And and those are just two that we know about, right? How many more are in the same boat? How many more are doing the same exact thing? Yet, our alphabet soup agencies, they don't know anything about that. They didn't see anything. I call BS on that. I think they know all about it, and they're just following the footsteps of Mr. J. Edgar Hoover when they hold that over these individuals. They tell them, you'll do what we say or we'll destroy you. Oh, no, no, you'll be able to do these things. You'll be able to put up a stank and you'll be able to do all these things. But when we come calling, we say jump, your only answer is how high. Now, if you don't find that concerning, if you don't find that problematic, if you don't have your blood go up a couple of uh, degrees of pressure or temperature, perhaps something's wrong with you. Perhaps you lived in the dream world that we were still a free country. So the theory is that Congress actually runs nothing and that the deep state runs the Congress. That's the theory. I don't know how it could be proved out. And I don't know that I really, really want to know the truth. It's just scary stuff. All right. Uh, Theory number three. I should say that a lot of these things are not necessarily original ideas, but they're built off of other things that I've heard and said. And I have a very interesting thing I'm going to bring up on Friday, courtesy of Mr. Brian McClanahan or Dr. Brian McClanahan, if you prefer. And I'll tease that when we get to the end. But the Texas State House, by all accounts, there's not quite a two-thirds majority of Republicans. By all counts, we should be able to elect a speaker that's a good Republican without a problem. By all accounts, all of them are good Republicans. Well, we know that's not true. We know, as a matter of fact, that quite frankly, a lot of them are nothing more than, hmm, what shall we call them? Turncoats. Some of them are historical Democrats that put an R after their name so they could run for office and win. Some of them are 
Republicans a name only. We also call them rhinos. In other words, they know that they can't win or they can't do certain things if they don't claim to be a Republican. But what I find very interesting about all this is these folks redefine every two years what a conservative is. Every two years they get to redefine what it means to be a conservative Republican. And the grassroots are informed of this. Now our only recourse is to primary every one of these sons of guns and send them home, send them back to an early retirement. And honestly, a good number of them already have earned their retirement. They put in their eight years, four terms, and they could sail off in the sunset and get paid what they pay the judges. And I've said before publicly, hey, that's a good gig. I would do it. Absolutely. You get eight years of mm, a difficult life for the rest of your adult life with a very nice pension paid for by the state. Why wouldn't you do that? seems like a pretty good trade to me. And I don't fault anybody for that. I know it's a sacrifice. I know that if you actually go do the job the way it was designed for six months every year, your life is not your own. I can appreciate that. That is a sacrifice. But that's not where they stop. I wonder how many other side deals there are, how many other things that we don't know about that have happened that pad their pocketbooks. Well, of course, nobody needs to know about these things because nobody really cares. And you know what? Amazingly enough, once you know it, the, the attorney general of the state of Texas does not have the authority to investigate elections. No, no, no. That's up to the county DA. A Texas court said so. Now, if they were really concerned about te- or Texas election integrity, this legislative session, they would repudiate that court and say, not only no, but heck no, uh, the attorney general has authority to investigate and prosecute any and all crime that happens in the state of Texas. Now, should he have to do that? No. Is it ideal that the state attorney general's office would have to do that? Absolutely not. But when you have a corrupt DA, you have a corrupt county judge, you have a corrupt elections administration in said county, who else is going to investigate it? Hmm, I wonder. But they could fix that. The question is, do you think they will? Well, this goes directly to what I was talking about. We're going to end up with the most conservative session ever. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 6 out of 10. Okay, it's more conservative than the one before. Big deal. But they're going to conveniently take all the real red meat conservative issues, the liberty issues, and they're going to dump them into committees that, oh, well, the Democrats, we gave them that committee. And, you know, that terrible Democrat, he was there and he did that and we had nothing to do about it. Well, wait a minute. Who appointed that Democrat? Oh, the Speaker of the House. Oh, well, who put the Speaker of the House in public? Oh, every one of our state reps from Collin County. Hmm. How did that happen? Well, you know, because 
the Speaker of the House gave them lots of money when they ran for re-election, and they owe their allegiance to the Speaker of the House, not the people that actually elected them, and oh, they like the assignments that they get from the Speaker of the House, so they will gladly reappoint the Speaker of the House so that they can get to, to pass the bills that they want to look good passing and quietly kill the bills that might be a little embarrassing to them. Hey, but don't worry, citizen, there's nothing to see here. It's all okay. So what's the theory? The theory is that once again, the Texas House is not actually run by Texas representatives. And the Speaker of the House isn't actually in charge either. The theory is, is he's working for all the people to keep giving him all that money. And once he's the Speaker, the only way you can get rid of him is, is if you cause a big enough stink and toss enough state reps out on their butts and put new people in. But then... What's to stop him from cutting a deal like Strauss did and getting the Democrats to vote for him? There's nothing in the rules to prevent that. There's no law to prevent that. In fact, they've floated out the very same idea that what, how they're going to fix the impasse out in D.C. is to cut a deal with the Democrats. Well, that's very interesting to me. Why wouldn't the Republicans cut a deal with the conservatives they keep getting them reelected. Why wouldn't the Republicans be more interested in what their flank thinks, the people that are allegedly on their team? Why wouldn't you want to keep them happy? Why do you constantly sell us out? That's a good question. Could it be the money? There's not a doubt in my mind that there's a whole lot of money that flows into the coffers of all these elected officials, and it corrupts them over time, Yes. And it's just a simple matter of fixing the problem. And it is simple, but it's not easy. Realistically, we're going to have to recruit and find 20 to 30 people to run against an incumbent Texas House rep with a fraction of the money, a fraction of the name recognition, and quite frankly, probably no experience or no friends that are going to help them. It can be done. It needs to be done. And honestly, even if you're a Democrat or a progressive that somehow accidentally stumbled onto this show and you've lasted this long, let me tell you, I'm not a progressive, but I could understand where progressives want A, B, C, and D But the very people that they elect that say they're going to give them A, B, C, and D, whether they're constitutional or not, whether they're the right thing for a state to do or not, is irrelevant. But they don't deliver either. Yet you still reelect them. So the theory ultimately falls apart because we can fix this if we're just willing to do something about it. The theory is, is that we can counteract the special interests. We can counteract the money. We can counteract the dismissive attitude of all these elected officials if we will just remind them all the time who they work for. And that's you and I. That's you and I. So that was my uh, three Thursdays, <laughs> three theories on a Thursday. Wow. Say that three times fast. I put it out there. 
want you to think about it. It's just a little bit of a think piece, if you will. Tomorrow, I'm going to return. I'm going to talk a little bit about an inspiration that I got from uh, Professor McClanahan regarding Yankees. And um, I'm trying to flesh it out exactly where I'm going to go with it, but it should be quite interesting, quite fun. We're going to deviate from the uh, normal free-for-all or five-for-Friday routine, and we're going to have a little fun with Yankees. And once again, if you thought this was worth your time, um, maybe entertaining, educational, thought-provoking, informational, whatever, I would ask you to share, subscribe, like, comment. If you're curious or if you're interested on a specific issue or topic, you can always send that via email or text to me. Both are readily available on my website and on my social media. I'd love to hear from you out there. We're closing in on 65K already, and it's only been three days back. So I'd ask you to join me on this ride, and let's see what we can get done. Until then, I will see you on the other side. Canceled by the big tech mafia, but inadvertently profiting from owning their stocks in a mutual fund or ETF? At Two Pillars, they believe that censorship is a form of violence and a business practice that does not promote human flourishing. In many cases, through their investigative screening process, they can help you divest from companies that are denying your God-given, inalienable right to speak freely. Hey, patriots, Two Pillars believes it's time for conservatives to align their values and investments. Two Pillars is your place for impact investing in the parallel economy. Find out what's in your investment portfolio with a complimentary portfolio review. Contact them today to learn more. Call toll-free at 833-377-0051 or send an email to info at twopillarsam.com. That's info at T-W-O-pillarsam.com. Get started today. Advisory services are offered through Jacob and Boaz Asset Management, LLC, doing business as Two Pillars Asset Management or Two Pillars. A registered investment advisor in the states of Texas and California. Two Pillars is not endorsed by any government agency and is not engaged in the practice of law or tax advice.